Hey, hey, what's going on, Buckeye Nation? Thank you for stopping by, and welcome to the Buckeye Zone. Our Ohio State Buckeyes took care of business against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights this past Saturday. 49-10 was the final score, and we pretty much knew it was over by halftime with the score of 28-7. And offensively, actually, I would say the player of the game, uh was none other than running back Mayan Williams. Big day for that big fella. He ended up rushing the ball for 21 carries, 189 yards, and tied a school record of five touchdowns. Five rushing touchdowns is simply amazing, and he was the workhorse mainly because uh, Trivion Henderson was out of the game. It sounds like it was a uh, game-time decision, and... Since they were playing pretty much a team that was not going to be much of a threat, uh, Williams got to take care of business. And, man, he did not disappoint. Um, I I don't know what else to say other than that performance was impressive. Uh, One thing that uh, I really enjoyed was that long touchdown run. I think it might have been for his uh, fourth score of the day. Uh, I think he went like 65, 70 yards. And he's no stranger to do that. He did that uh, last season in the first game, the opener against uh, Minnesota. And he busted off like a 65-70 yarder uh, at that point, too. It's just, you know, he, that, that after his freshman year, everybody thinks he's just this, you know, guy put in at the goal line. Um, maybe if it's like third and one, fourth and one, you, you put him in as a specialty back guy that can just lower his head and, and ram his way through to get you know, two, three yards. No, man, he's got some speed. He's got wiggle. He can move. He's uh, supposedly lost a little bit of weight uh, this past off season. He looks great out there, you know. And uh, co- running back coach uh, Tony Alford uh, said it best. You know, he's like, I don't view Mayan Williams as you know the backup to Henderson. You know, he we've got two starters, and legitimately, you know, he's correct. I mean. Mayan would be starting at Iowa State right now because that's where he originally committed. And he'd be a starter probably, you know, his freshman year, uh, if not all of last season. So, you know, he's uh, definitely a special talent. Uh, I know he wasn't highly recruited. I think he was only a three-star. I'm just, you know, pulling that out of my butt. But, yeah, he he looked uh, highly impressive. I expect big things from him the rest of the season, and he looks more than capable of, you know, being an every down back. And uh, big, big kudos to him. Uh, very proud of his performance. I, I'm sure uh, he is too, and, and, and his family and whatnot. So um, he did a great job, and you know, he stole the show. You know, the the whole season, uh, the whole off season leading up to uh, these games is that you know Stroud's the Heisman Trophy favorite, and, you know, I don't know if his performance uh, knocked him out of the running. I haven't really heard anybody saying that. He just, he didn't look that impressive. Uh, You know, anybody's going to look second fiddle when (laughs) you have a running back that's going to rush for five touchdowns in a single game, but Stroud was a little bit off. You know, he was 13 of 22, not fantastic, only 154 yards passing. I mean, that's, you know, kind of rough. Um, only two touchdowns, and unfortunately, he made a terrible, terrible decision uh, with that interception. He threw the ball into basically triple coverage, and 
it deserved to be, you know, picked off. Um, you know, he wasn't, you know, spectacular like we've seen him the first four games of the year. Uh, receivers, they did their job. They Once they got the ball, they, they did okay. Um, there might have been a, a drop pass here and there, but for the most part, um, you know, Mayan Williams just, you know, took over the, the entire game. He was pretty much the talk uh, throughout the game and especially afterwards, and rightfully so. Um, so offensively, that's, you know, that's what kind of went down. Defensively, um, they did what we had expected. You know, they they stepped up to the plate, and they were doing things that they should be doing. Steel Chambers led the way with 11 tackles and also uh, got an interception off of a, 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 a deflection from uh, Zach Harrison. And uh, Steel Chambers, you know, he looks highly impressive again out there. You know, him and uh, Tommy Eichenberg, you know, they're – they're doing great things back there as the two main uh, linebackers uh, in this Jim Knowles system where he's playing, you know, 4-2-5 out there schemes, and the, those two guys are looking good. Steel Chambers, you know, he's uh, he looked good last year uh, once he switched positions from running back because, you know, they have such a crowded running back room. Switched to linebacker because that was definitely a need, and he has just looked impressive ever since that switch, so... Uh, kudos to him as well and the total defensive uh scheme is just you know continuing to uh flourish here uh then again you know you're like okay cool they were playing ruckers but you know what whenever you hold an opponent under 200 yards total i mean that's just i'm like sign me up man i don't care if it's ruckers or not like in years past ohio state's defenses would have given up 300 plus to teams that they shouldn't have and so i think they're just continuing to roll they're they're doing a great job only 80 yards were given up through the air that's i don't care like i said i don't care if it's Rutgers. i mean my goodness this quarterback that they've had you know he could probably sling it around i mean all these guys are on scholarship all these quarterbacks that they're going up against you know they're division one players like and people just seem to forget that you know these other teams, they can, they get high quality kids too. It's not like they're going up against you know, NAIA players. Okay, they're they're playing against other Division One players. Um, only 107 yards were given up through the ground. So, like I said, under keeping an opponent under 200 total yards, that's impressive. Sign me up for that. I don't care who the opponent is, um, especially when you're seeing teams like. Uh, Bama and uh, Georgia, who are supposed to be the next top three teams, and they're struggling. I mean, my goodness. I watched most of that second half for Georgia, kind of hoping that they would, you know, lose to Missouri. Blah. They they didn't have a lead in the entire game until four minutes left in the game. Like, okay, you know what? Sign me up for the Buckeyes. You know, take it one game at a time. But, man, they... They should be on their way to uh, doing some special things this year. And finally, yep, I'm going to have to touch on it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I have to touch on it. The one other big thing that came out of this game was the incident where uh, punter Jesse Mirko, hopefully I'm saying it right, uh, was about to punt the ball and instead took off and ran. And that caused a whole bunch of problems. Um, 
honestly, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Uh, you know, it wasn't an actual designed play call by Coach Day, and maybe that's why um, Greg Shiano was all ticked off about it. But, you know, when you have a rugby-style kicker, or a punter, I should say, and they roll out, usually to the right, before they kick the ball, you know, if there's nobody in front of you, then take off, man. And that's what he did. He looked up. All he saw was green because... Now I'll get that into that in a second. But Greg Schiano had called for a pass block, and I'm thinking you're down 49-10. I think that's what the score was at that point. And you're still trying to go and block a punt, like, in the fourth quarter. It was the start of the fourth quarter, but still, like, you're not going to win, dude. Let's just pack it in. Let's make sure nobody gets hurt and move on to the next game for both teams. Play it safe. And he's still out there doing goofy crap. And, okay, if you want to call for a, a block punt in this situation, then you need to be prepared for what might happen. And Jesse took off. And, I mean, my goodness, he, what, got 22 yards out of it? I mean, you know, and that's from the line of scrimmage. You know, as a punter, you're, what, 12, 15 yards away from uh, the line of scrimmage? That means that was a lot of open space for him to run. And he's a punter. He's not he's not a running back or a receiver. He's not nearly as fast. And so, yeah, he, kudos to him for going out there and making a huge play. Unfortunately, he, he got his bell rung a little bit. There was a really nasty late hit, and that's what uh, was the second bad part of that entire play. The hit, uncalled for, like, kick that guy out of the game, possibly even for the next game, because that was ridiculous. You could easily see that Jesse was going towards the sideline, and he was pulling up. He was slowing down. This guy just came in and blasted him. And it obviously there's frustrations because you're getting your butt kicked in the game. But, man, you, you, don't, you don't do things like that. And to make things even worse, Greg Schiano was all the way on the other side of the field and came running all the way over and got into Ryan Day's face, and it's like, dude, you just made things 10 times worse by running across the field and start yelling at coaches and players and whatnot. Like, dude, stay on your sideline, and if you really wanted to break up fights, keep your players on your sideline. Like, totally uncalled for, and he has the nerve to come out and start ripping Ohio State left and right. Okay, calm down, buddy. I understand you your high-intensity coach and rah-rah, you know, trying to get people fired up. But I don't know, man. I'm getting kind of tired of Rutgers. They never deserve to be in the Big Ten. They, they, these games against Ohio State are never, never close. They're always getting beat up. And, you know, since Shiano's been there, uh, the second go-around uh, in the last three years, he's always doing these goofy play calls, like I alluded to earlier, uh, constantly doing trick plays, calling for just strange things to because he knows his team can't compete. They don't recruit at the same level, the same caliber players that Ohio State has. It's yes, I get it. You gotta try some fluky things in order to keep your team in the game to make it competitive. And unfortunately, it never really works. And especially now that. You know, Jim Knowles is uh, the defensive coordinator. He's on top of things. Um, it, it just doesn't look good. And I underst- we all understand why Rutgers is even in the league. You know, they were trying to get that um, 
New Jersey, New York uh, TV market, but you ask people around <laughs> around Rutgers, uh, they don't give a rip about the football team. They, they got other things that they're more concerned about, and I don't know. It's pathetic, and I wish they never were in the Big Ten. I don't know if they can ever kick them out. You know, we hear about conference realignment all the time about adding teams. Obviously, USC and uh, UCLA are coming to the Big Ten in two years, but can you get rid of teams? Like, I don't know the contracts and legalities of everything, if that's even possible, but ugh, I'm I'm done with Rutgers. Maryland, at least they're trying to be competitive. Um, So we'll see. Uh, moving forward, we'll we'll be playing Maryland at some point. But uh, this next game uh, for tomorrow, our Buckeyes are finally on the road. You know they started the season, you know first five games at home, finally taking the show on the road. Uh, look forward to seeing what they can do in a semi-hostile environment. The 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 fans there for Sparty usually get up for the game, and um, they put on a pretty decent show. Mel Tucker, unfortunately, dude. Why'd you guys give him $95 million? That was a head-scratcher when uh, we all heard that deal came through the the press release. But, man, it is looking really bad at this point. He's 2-3 and three on the year. They just, ugh. You know, he had lightning in a bottle, man, when he got a whole bunch of, uh, what, transfers to come in to East Lansing and lucked out with Kenneth Walker to third. But... I think they they pulled the trigger a little too quick on that contract extension, and I don't know, was it ten years for ninety five million? Like, ugh, dude. Like, he was only a head coach, I think, at Colorado for like two years before he came on over to uh, Michigan State, and he didn't have a very good record there either. So I don't know what they're thinking up there in the state up north, but you know what? That's fine. I look forward to you know. Buckeyes dominating that rivalry, if you can call it one, uh, for the next handful of years. So um, I'm sure his buyout's pretty nasty, so I don't think they're going to want to get rid of him anytime soon. Then again, crazier things have happened. Look at Paul Chris in Wisconsin. Look at Scott Frost in Nebraska. You know, they they just heading in the wrong direction and, you know, got those head coaches out of there. So I don't know. It's been a fun season so far. Hopefully uh, we continue to um, – uh, watch our Buckeyes dominate, and then we'll just go ahead and um, keep taking care of business. All right, Buckeye Nation, uh, thanks for uh, joining me in my podcast. We'll be uh, wrapping up today's show uh, after we covered Rutgers, and next week we'll uh, bring you all the highlights from the game up north against Sparty. Take care, uh, have fun, and make sure you stay safe. Go Bucks.